What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Brian K. James, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They are a recording artist who is completely dope, and they own the 100% all-natural deodorant brand, Private Pit, Private Parts. And I cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, JJ Joe. What is going on? What's up, everybody? What is going on? How are you feeling? How are you doing today? I feel great. I'm glad to be here. I feel really, really good. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much for making some space for me in your calendar and for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Likewise. Thank you. Like I said, for having me. It's a pleasure. As as you said, it is yours. It is mine. <laughs> for sure. What are you most looking forward to from 2023? 2023, what I'm most looking forward to, I'm most looking forward to venturing more into my craft. Like, I feel like I've been pretty safe in terms of the way that I maneuver and do things as far as my business is concerned. It's because I've been kind of molded for business. So I just kind of want to let myself a little bit more let myself go in terms of my creativity. So that's what I'm looking forward to. More visuals, more recordings, more features, you know, things of that nature and elevating in business altogether. For sure. I love that. So what did you look forward to? What did you both look forward to leaving behind in 2022? People, um, negativity, drama um just anything that wasn't of uplifting like an uplifting spirit if it had anything attached to it that just wasn't of my benefit i just am glad to no longer have those things attached to me so i look forward to new light new life in 2023 i love that new light new life oh yeah i like that my new thing is new chapters, new laughter. Oh, see? Because, I mean, things can be hard. So, like, finding laughter is a need. And light is a need because things can get dark. So, Absolutely. don't need that. Don't need that. For sure. So, for the people who don't know, let my audience in on who is J.J. Jones. J.J. Jones is an artist overall a creative um a kind spirit um but i'm also from the hood so i love to pop and talk my shit so (laughs) i can get a little bit arrogant sometimes in my bag i sometimes come off a little bit standoffish to people but i'm socially awkward i don't really intertwine with too many spirits and beings too well you know i'm I'm kind of very, I would say I'm reserved until you get to know me and I'm, I'll loosen up a bit, but overall I'm a creative, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a mogul, I'm a businessman, I'm a little bit of everything, I would say, just kind of wrapped up into, to one entity, which is me. I love that. Just J.J. Jones. I think that. 
so when did you discover music? As a child, um, I started dancing at a very young age. I was in a, a dance group from the age of like eight till I'll say, I think I did my last routine with that group at the age of 18. So I danced for a very, very long time, um, which dancing, as you know, is influenced with music. So I found music at a very young age. But as far as to creating music, that came down into my later years of life. Um, I think I recorded, well, I wrote my first song for a major label at the age of 14, which gave me some writing notoriety some checks and some things at a very young age which was nice I mean that kind of sparked my interest but it didn't really have me like I was still a child kind of like I said dancing running the streets being active I lived in New York so I was a very very busy child like but busy in the sense that I was ripping and running and not really too focused but moving down to the south as I got older um, creative music became like therapy for me so it was kind of a way to revisit back home and still kind of have those things that were dear to me as far as the music because like I didn't have my dance group anymore I you know was far away from New York City so just kind of writing kind of put me back in that space So I'll say creating has has been, creating music has been something that's within the past, I'll say 10 years become something very serious. Like I take it more so as profession versus to taking it as just a craft or a hobby. So going back a little bit to I started as a dancer too. Everything that I've done in my career has started from the root of dancing, right? Mm. And so I know that dancers hear music differently than anybody else. Yes, we definitely do. Right. So from one dancer to another, how has that background influenced how you approach music with a different ear? I would say it influences me diff- like in a different way because when I approach music, I don't necess- I don't always approach it with dance in mind, but I approach it with dance in mind, if that makes sense. I'm like, there's, I'm not making music for like the effects of, oh, I want somebody to dance to it. But in my head, I'm like, oh yeah that like somebody's going to dance to it in this way I have to see movement in what I'm creating in some form like if I get a sense of like oh, okay somebody's going to bop to it like this so so dance always influences but it's not something that I do forefront it's more so in the back of my mind when I'm approaching music because I try to somehow separate the two which is hard to do in terms of creating because you want people to dance to your music so I don't know I I would say it's it's an influence but it's not something that I would staple because I'm a lyricist overall like if you hear my music you'll hear more I want people to more so pay attention to what I'm saying versus to the beat and dancing you're normally just on the beat I would more so want people to dance to my lyrics I like that. Yeah. For the children paying attention, yes, if you yes. know, you know. Those are two different things. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what were your first 16 bars about? My first 16 bars, heartbreak. <laughs> Which I have no idea. Like when I listen back to it, I'm like, who's this kid like I wasn't in love (laughs) (laughs) 
I wasn't in love. I hadn't experienced it or what I would have thought to to know or be loved in that aspect of like having a heartbreak. But like, I was like, damn, that's that's pretty pretty deep. Like, for someone to to know of that and just and I would say it would be from outside experiences, like looking around to seeing other people being heartbroken, and I was like, damn, that's gotta feel like this. So. Yeah, that was my first 16 bars. Some some heartbreak. Okay, I think that. So, what's one song of yours now that would allow my audience to instantly get to know you as an artist? A song of mine now, I would say No White Flags, which is on all streaming platforms. No White Flags is something that's like I just kind of let myself just kind of rant, ramble and talk, like just talk my shit. Like, so you'll really get to, you'll get to hear me in a sense of me being put together, but like definitely me true to my core of my lyricism, my, you'll hear like my, my home influence. You'll hear like the, the BX in me very, very loud and clear. So yeah, I would say no white flags or something to visit. Or Say Less, which is my okay. latest single. Say Less is about. <laughs> tap okay. in, tap in. I love that. So, today, what's the realest thing you've ever written? <laughs> that is a very good question. To date, I can't even say that because I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. My songs are all my babies. I feel like they're all my children. Pick your favorite child. Pick my favorite child. Hating oh, ass okay. niggas, which is a yeah, um, hating ass niggas is my favorite child, which is a um rendition of Nicki Minaj's um looking ass niggas. So that's that would be my favorite child, okay. but not the realest shit I've ever wrote. Cause like I've, I'm I'm in the studio now, so there's there's some the stuff that I've ever wrote haven't the been really, released yet. The realest shit I've ever wrote has not been released yet. It's, 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 it's soon coming. It's soon coming. Okay, stay tuned, children. Stay tuned. How does your music feel? My music feels somewhat grunge, um, like grunge hip hop. My music is, it feels good. It feels mm, nostalgic, I would say, because a lot of my music people say that they hear classic hip hop versus to today's I don't know what to, I don't really know what to call today's music, but today's music, today's music has its place because I enjoy it as well, but like, it doesn't really give me the feel or essence of the hip hop that I grew up on. So my music kind of gives me that classical feel of hip hop. So it, it, it feels good. It feels nostalgic. I love that. Who's in JJ's top five? In my top five, ooh. Top five, Dang. And I always stumble on this question because I feel like I love the, the art itself, so I just love everybody and everything. But like, hmm, top five. And then there's so much music out there, so saturated. But top five <laughs> right now. Top five in terms of people that I'm listening to. I love Pac Barbie. Which okay. a lot of people a lot of people don't. I'm not I don't want to place my five in order. But I'm I'm just gonna okay. name off yeah, I'm just gonna name off five. Uh I love Pac Barbie. I feel like she's very underrated. She's um she's dope as fuck. Like she could she could rap for real. Um 
I'm a Cardi head okay. because I'm from the Bronx, and that's just that's just what it is. <laughs> that's my that's my bi. Um, this is really hard because I love music, so love that. If I'm gonna just name Poppy, if I'm gonna name Poppy, but I'm listening to right now, I'm gonna um, go Scissor. Okay. Because Scissor's actually rapping, which people don't realize right now. She's she's cutting throats low key. Um, <laughs> she low key pulled a Drake they was real, but like yeah, like she's she snapped. Like I'm like wait, the kids ain't paying attention. I didn't I didn't see this this coming. I didn't even know she had that side in her. But, I feel um, like SZA found Drake's Blackberry with a side scroll, but that's another conversation. Or he found hers. What? Because she sounds like she's talking about um, somebody utilizing her lyrics a lot. Which I'm like... Stay tuned for part two when we dive like, these albums together. Yeah, I'm like, who, who could that be? But, um... Shout out to Lover Boy. 70. Because mm. I, I listen to 70 often. Um, okay. I listen to Rebel a lot now, which I've just been, recent, been recently introduced to. Mm-hmm. And Buzz Cutter. Nice. I was going to say, those are people on my, my playlist right now. So I, I had to name those. Okay, uh, Cart, I listen to a lot of Cardi. I listen to Akbar. I got some Seven going right now. Some Rebel. And some folks got to play this right now. Nice. Okay. Yeah. When do you When do you feel most powerful? I feel most powerful um, behind the microphone. Anytime I'm behind the microphone. Anytime I'm on stage. I feel most powerful. Like stages at stages home for me. Like it's my most comfortable. Like I said, I've been dancing since I was eight. So I've always been on stage. So that that's my most powerful moment. And I'm normally front and center. So it's just always been it's always been my thing. That's my most powerful moment. Being on stage, expressing my expressing my true self and cool. <laughs> but yes, being on stage, expressing my true self, and giving my craft to others is, is my most powerful moment. And watching other people enjoy it. I relate to that. I totally relate to that. What are your thoughts on the current state of hip hop? My thoughts on the current state of hip hop is that it's actually thriving. Like, it's one of the most lucrative businesses to be in if it's if it's played into correctly if you got your paperwork in order if you know if you're not just throwing music out there to be throwing music out there it's really doing what it's supposed to do I mean sometimes the messages that I see in hip hop today are like I don't really know about those but I feel like it's thriving because it came from a space where it wasn't even really like this. This is now the 50th um, year of hip hop. So we're celebrating yeah. 50 years of hip hop. And so 50 years ago, this didn't even have a name. Like, but now right. it's 50 years old, worldwide, thriving. It's something you can find in any language. You know, it's. It's a culture now, and it's it's thriving. I would say. So I feel like I the state is the state is, is hip hop is very much alive. Okay, that's what that. Describe the moment that you'll feel you've made it as an artist. The moment I feel I've made it as an artist, I feel like I've already made it. Like I've done some things within my music career because it started off like I said I wrote my first song at the age of 14 got a track I mean I've got a check for that like which 
14 year old ain't really getting checks like not from from a music career so like I feel like I've already made it I've opened for some major artists um I've shared rooms and spaces with people that most people would not be able to I've I'm very well connected behind scenes, so I I feel like I've made it. I feel like I've got a lot more work to do in terms of elevating, but I've already made it. People think that you've got to get to mainstream level in terms of making it, so to say, but if you're making it in your own lane and within your own right, then you've made it already, you know what I'm saying? Like, people know my name, people listen to music, yeah, so I've made it already. Love that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Okay. What is music missing right now? What music is missing right now? I feel like music is missing men. Like it's really this like <laughs> like <laughs> girls have girls have kind of like taken over, which is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's missing men at the moment. Like, there's really no, there's really no masculine images that are out there that are forefront and popping. I feel like music is also missing. Music missing R and B because there's really no R and B going on anymore. It's like everything sex, which ain't nothing wrong with sex. We all love sex, but. I feel like music's missing rhythm and blues, like the wholesome throwback R&B. I agree. Like it. That and men. Men ain't really, we ain't really nowhere. We just kind of letting the girls run it right now, which they are running it, which is awesome to watch, but we still need some more, some more men to hit the scene and, and hit the ground running kind of show because I mean I feel like there's nothing wrong with femininity but femininity is becoming like these things like so some people who aren't even feminine are taking on feminine traits just to sort of put themselves in in positions of power and forefront and that's not cool so yeah but that's a topic for another day (laughs) you're not wrong I definitely won't debate you on that Okay. You're definitely not. Oh, I definitely will not debate you on that. I just didn't know how deep you wanted to dive into that. So I was like, well, we can schedule that for part two. Don't worry about it. We can always do the toilet later. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We can always do the toilet later. But yeah, I agree with you. You know, this is is what I like to personally call the gangstalicious era of hip hop. If you get what I mean. Boom. Like, yeah. Everybody is... Gangstalicious. I like, definitely feel like this is the gangstalicious era of hip hop. Yeah. And I'm not saying I don't love that for the girls, but you know, it just always seems like the industry works in extreme. And it's like there's always a complete influx and takeover of one, and then everybody else is missing. And it's like, yo, that's great for you. We love y'all. Slow clap yeah. for every last one of y'all. But however, can I also. I like variety. Right. Like... I like variety. So, that's why I listen to people in different range. Like, mm-hmm. I listen to a scissor here. Sometimes I got some Sade going. Like, I normally listen to jazz if I'm listening to anything that's not music that I'm creating. Um, okay. or, or other artists that are... Like, I, I normally... Me and my husband, we normally play underground artists so to speak like that's what you'll hear in our car that's what you'll hear in our house like we we promoting and playing people that we know people that we like people that we enjoy like their crafts like podcasts and things of that nature we listen to people that are influenced within the community so I like to get a variety of different people and like you said the industry just kind of makes one lane and then everybody's like, oh, this person's shooting that way and they're making it. Like, I've got to do that too. Let me, let me try and, let me try and figure out how to do, do you. Let me get my like, song that sounds like that. 
yeah no do you like and you have to create music that you like because if you don't like it then nobody else is gonna like it like <laughs> nobody's gonna enjoy the music that you put out if you don't enjoy it yourself like so I would say stick true to you and be the variety be the other thing if you are the other thing you know yeah I fall, yeah. I fall into the category of the other thing. I love the other thing. Me too. I love too. the other thing. Because I've, like, I'm literally, like I said, I'm a ball of everything. It's kind of like when I'm a little, like, you know, unicorn <laughs> We love that. For sure. Have you ever heard of the game This or That? This or That? I haven't heard of the game, but I'm kind of sure... I know how to play. I'm guessing. It's pretty self-explanatory. I'll give yeah. you an option of one or two things that are revolving or in, or included in the music industry, and you know you can get with this or you can get with that. You can get with that. Let's go. I like that. Okay. This, this or that. Mm-hmm. Buy jewelry or buy property. Buy property. Get your body done or stay natural? Stay natural. Sign to a label or stay indie? Stay indie. Lyricism or talking shit? Say again. Do you prefer lyricism or just talking shit? Lyricism. Okay. Get a rapper for the feature or get a singer? Get a singer. Okay. Be in a group or stay a solo artist? Mm. Stay solo. <laughs> that was that was hard because I'm I'm technically a part of a group. Like <laughs> that's hard. I'm technically a part of a group. My group felt like my my group is with my group is we've been extremely successful. Like I've only been a solo artist for two years now, but like I said, I've been in, I've been creating music since I was fourteen. I've been writing lyrics since I was a young boy. So like, and I've been in a group since we've been making music since about two thousand thirteen. Like I said, we've all of the accolades that I have musically have been made with my group. So nice. I'm just now venturing off on my own into things, which I I love the the freedom of creativity and kind of being able to do things as I wish to have them done versus the, it's kind of hard to answer to three indiv- like three different opinions three different wants, three different needs. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's hard work. It's harder work. So I would say stay solo for that reason, but I, I love them. So that was a hard one. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. I, love I get them. that. Would you rather go on tour or have a residency? <sighs> go on tour. Go on tour. On tour because that way I would be able to bounce around and see different sites and see different things. With a residency, I would just kind of see different faces every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tour. Tour life is lit. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay. Um... <laughs> Would you rather do a sexy video or do a serious video? Sexy. Okay. Yeah, sexy. I would. Okay. I feel like sexy is outside my norm, so I would do sexy. I've done serious before. Okay, nice. Yeah. Would you rather win a Grammy or win a BET Hip Hop Award? <sighs> BET Hip Hop Award. I'm not really a Grammy fan. 
I feel like that's politics. It's bought into, you know, if you, it's almost like voting. Like, you know, we all go to the to the polls, we all vote, we all want this one person, but the top table has the final say. So we really don't get a say in who has a Grammy because if that be the case, there's people that we want to have Grammys that don't. And even though we speak on how much we want these people to have said Grammy, they'll never get them. The top table's not with it. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah top most certainly. Not I feel like having a BET Hip Hop Award, that's something that like I'm being recognized by my community versus who the heck knows? Because <laughs> who knows who's over that? Like, who knows? And like I said, it's bought into. If you don't pay out a certain amount throughout the year, you don't buy into the proper PR people. So I feel like it's a lot of stuff in the industry that's back end and behind scenes that has to be in line in order and if you study and look up these things you'll know like yeah I would love a BET Hip Hop Award that's being recognized by your peers your community I don't know what's up with yeah that's something that's another topic who knows <laughs> who knows I'll throw you on that I totally feel you on that. So, would you rather be famous or known? I'd rather be known. I'd rather be known than famous. I mean, because I'd rather be known for who I am. Fame is just, I feel like fame is a facade that can come with, oh, people just like the way I look. Or, you know, like, nah, I want people to know me, know that I was a good person, know that I gave, know that I, you know, I was here, I left a mark, and the mark was something to be recognized for good. Like, being famous is just, I call it the Hollywood wand. Like, wish people wave a lot. It'd be people, you know, we got new cars, we throwing money, they broke as hell. <laughs> like, I'm dead. Yeah, the Hollywood one. So, nah, that's famous, and nah, I'd rather be known. That, yeah, that sounds about right. Definitely sounds about right. Okay. So, let's say you're releasing a new project and you're getting ready to drop your first single. Does the first single have a feature or is it a solo song? I feel like everybody's first single should be solo just to introduce yourself without the possible outshine of another entity, another artist. I would say solo, solo first for your single. If you drop in a single, it it should definitely be solo first. Because we want people to get to know you and your talents and who you are not whoever you may choose to feature with which features are great don't get me wrong like and they they do what they're supposed to do in terms of my audience being introduced to you your audience being introduced to me but when introducing yourself first off always introduce you go go with you first is is my motto for 2023 go with you first Okay, that makes total sense. So, let's say you're doing a mixtape, right? Mm -hmm. Would you rather do a mixtape of all original music or do an old school Jack the Beat tape? I would rather do all original music for a mixtape just off the strength that mixtapes a lot of the time do numbers depending on how you move them. And I'd be able to profit off of all original beats. Jack and beats you can't really get clearance for, which is why like a lot of the times I hear people's music that are underground and I'm like, yo, that's a bop. Like that would that would be that could could go top charts on the radio. But it can't go top charts on the radio because you gotta get clearance first. Like 
and some of these people like you again paperwork and like this is it's it's beautiful as far as it's, it's, it being a craft but it's and all of at the end of the day it is a business like so if you're not running your business smart you're not running your your business properly you're not really making no money like a lot of people think social media clicks and likes are where the the coin is but that's not the case <laughs> yeah yeah that's absolutely never so, so in releasing your next project are you thinking about releasing an album or releasing an EP? My next project is going to be an EP. It is going to be a little splash of some old, a little splash of some new. Um, because I've realized the other day, like I would, I had been saying for a long time, I really don't want to release a project just yet because I want it to be compiled a certain way. I'm very particular in the way I want things rolled out and, and such. So I've kind of been holding those things back. But then I realized I was like, as far as this releasing singles, I have enough material to do an EP. Oh, excuse me. I have enough material to do an EP. So why not like give people an extended play and allow them to get a listen in and learn like, to introduce myself because I haven't really been doing the solo thing for too long like people know me but people know me majority in a group like so my first like full out solo performance was on January 31st 30th which was at the Royal Couch um, award Congratulations. show thank you and that was it was it was lit. It was an experience. So, like, it was the first time I wasn't really sharing the stage with my counterparts. I had, you know, other people on stage, but it was the center stage. And um, I think um, moving forward, next project, I just, I want people to be introduced to me. Like I said, so I'm going to give a little bit of old bit of new and from there start rolling out visual new projects from that point so yeah 2023 is looking looking like a lit year okay <clears throat> last one of this or that for the first single for the new project turn up song or emotional song <sighs> turn up yeah, turned up for sure. Definitely turned up. But there's 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 gonna be an emotional song on there, but it ain't really like I'm gonna push that farther to the to the back end so that people can kind of probably close out with that. But yeah, definitely turn up. Right. Turn up. Um, I would say different from different from anything that people have heard from me before the next single so I'm, just, I'm looking forward to that oh for sure it's gonna be yeah I got some I got some tricks up the sleeve for that <laughs> got some I love that the, got some tricks up the sleeve for that it's gonna be lit okay so at this point in your career, you've been making music a pretty long time. What would you say is your biggest strength and your biggest weakness? My biggest strength would be my pen. Mm. My biggest weakness would be my procrastination. Because okay. procrastination and perfection my biggest weakness because I, I want things to be so perfect that it causes the procrastination on it. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to touch that right now. I, mm-hmm. No, I, I see it this way. I want to want to revise some things. I want to move some things around. So like, I, I get kind of in on myself when I should kind of just push and 
push and go forward. So, yeah, I would say that's my procrastination. I definitely get that. Okay. So, what's been your proudest moment as an artist so far? Proudest moment as an artist so far would be receiving a gold plaque from SoundCloud. Period. Yes, for over a million plays. Okay. Yes, yes. She's she's my proudest moment. She's here. Ooh, 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 yay. She is here. She's my proudest moment. I'm not just gonna gonna play on camera. Come on, Platt. Nice. Over a million plays on SoundCloud, which was like, like I said, I've I've done some pretty amazing things with my group. So that's why it's like a little, that's kind of like a a tear between the two. I'm like, they're they're dope artists and dope lyricists as well. But as far as to like the decisions that I can make and the movements that I can make on my own and do things on my own without having to worry about whether it goes past the it goes past the table and charts the being agreed upon is it's a freeing thing so it feels good oh like it's bad okay so if you could remake a classic song what would it be and why classic song that I could remake and why I don't think I have a classic song that I would like to remake I have I feel like classic songs are classic and they're classic for a reason I feel like a lot of classics get touched I feel like they get touched they get ruined because <laughs> for for whatever reason, the new generation of kids now have all of the old school classics as new school songs. So that the truth of the matter, they're never gonna even know where the song came from if they don't do the research. Like I seen something a couple weeks back, the song that Lotto did with Mariah. She didn't know that that was Mariah's song. Like, you like, so here you are on this beat that you like, oh, that's just hot. Like, I like that. And somebody has to inform you that, yeah, like that's that's Mariah Carey. Like, you know, pop. Yeah, like that. I feel like it takes away from the the artist who originally created. So there's not really a classic that I would like to still do and remake. I more so want to make a classic. That's that's my that's my placement. I want to make a classic song and make it my own. I really love that. That makes sense. <clears throat> okay. So, who's an artist that's no longer living that you wish you got to work with before they passed? A artist that's no longer living that I wish I would have got to work with. Dang. There's so many. I say XXX. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. XXX10. Um, we were within the same like my group was kind of within the same era of his blow up like you know he's also due to the SoundCloud he was from the SoundCloud era as well but he had like this humongous problem and so we ended up performing at South by Southwest in 2017 opening for Little Pump and he would have been on that roster like it so happens, you know, things life, life be life. So but yeah, that's somebody that I would have loved to work with just due to his 
his spirit, his energy, like he was a rock star. Which yeah. I like to channel in that sometimes myself. Mm. I'm a ball I'm a ball at everything. That's okay. why I, I listen to rock, I listen to country, I listen to hip hop, I'm I'm all across the board, so like I try to I like to work with other artists that reflect those things. Those those other crafts, those other um genres. Okay, I think so who's a legend that's still living that you'd like to do a live tribute for? A legend still living I'd like to do a live tribute for Jada Kiss. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Which the song you're gonna perform? I would like to do Jada Kiss's Kiss of Death. Mm. Anything from anything from Jada Kiss's Kiss of Death album. Like Jada Kiss is like somebody that also he's you know, some people don't really get recognized because they're too... I feel like some people don't get recognized because they're too talented. Like, mm-hmm. they have... Like, lyrics aren't really a thing. Like I said, majority of music today is... To where it's transformed to, it's all, it's all behind the beat. So, he's a lyricist. This man is a monster, like... If you if you hear any bar like from JD, you're gonna you're like, oh my gosh, did he, did he just did he just say what I think he said? Like when you gotta go back and when you gotta go back and restudy somebody's lyric to be like, okay, wait a minute, they they said this, but it could have meant it could have meant this. Like wait, whoa, like mind blowing. So yeah. Anything JD Kiss. Okay, I love that. Um, in your opinion, what makes a perfect song? In my opinion, what makes a perfect song is the feel. Like, when you're making it, if it feels good to you, like, as far as from the artist standpoint, if it feels good to you, then it's a perfect song. If it makes you feel something, then it's a perfect song, even on a listener standpoint. I listen to music that makes me feel something, regardless of what it is that I want to feel in the moment. It's supposed to make me feel something. So if it's perfect for me in the moment, then that makes it a perfect song. So as long as it's making me feel what I needed to make me feel in the moment, perfect. I'm with you on that. I love that. Okay, so how is JJ's music going to change the industry? AJ's music is going to change the industry by shock value because I feel like I don't necessarily look or come off the same way as my music does. So I plan to change the industry with shock value. Like I'm something completely different from what is norm or stereotyped within the industry. Like, I'm LGBT, I'm not that feminine, I'm not that masculine, I'm just me. I'm just, you know, I'm like, I don't know how to, how to really break it down to folks. I'd be like, nah, I'm just me. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just a, a person. Yeah, I'm just a person. I'm a regular old guy, you know? So, like, I'm. <laughs> Like to, like I said, like to talk my shit and get in my bag every now and then. Like, so that's just a part of me. So it's a huge part of me. So, mm-hmm. okay, I think that. So, what do you, mm, what do you want your stamp on the music industry to be? On my stamp to be. I would want my stamp on the music industry to be 
constant impact like whatever that stand be let it be impactful like <laughs> be it be it impactful be it impactful be it be it very large whatever the stamp is like like I said I don't necessarily I feel like I've kind of already made a stamp like in terms of history like my music is something that's gonna live forever so I've made music that's gonna live and outlast me like when I'm not here somebody will be able to still play it somebody will still be able to listen to it my voice will still carry on like so I've already kind of made a stamp but if I'm going to make a stamp and leave a stamp on the industry I hope that it be impactful whatever it is okay I love that do you think you found yourself yet? no I don't I feel like I feel like if you found yourself then you like you found your purpose for life and then you kind of go off to do and live that but I feel like every day is a a journey like every day is a learning process in terms of yourself like I I change like the wind blows so (laughs) so I can like for real I can I can literally be here one day and be like yeah you know I I feel this way I want to do this I'm, I'm into this and this is and then I can I feel like that's one thing that my parents have always told me is like a man has a right to change his mind but I, I changed my mind a lot <laughs> so no I don't feel like I completely found myself this yet I feel like I still have searching to do in terms of finding me as whole like I feel like I'm for certain of myself I just don't feel like I've found myself yet Okay, if that, makes, that makes, sense. makes sense. It does. It makes complete sense. What does the person that you've become today tell your younger self in retrospect? What does the person that you've become today at your age tell your 14-year-old self that got your first publishing check? Focus on your focus. Um... Remain focused. Don't let nothing sidetrack you. Keep keep the course because it'll pay off in the long run. Like I said, at a young age, I was really just ripping and running. I was like, oh yeah, I wrote a song. Like that was, you know, that was nice. Like like (laughs) almost like it was like almost like big like big deal. Like which wow. At my age now, I realized like that was a big deal like yeah it was for it was for record label it was it's a phone that's published it made music I mean it made money it got me some money and I was like oh that was that was nice I wish I would have took things a little more serious in terms of creating music and focused less in other areas so I would have told myself to focus on focus on music focus on your focus it's your talents and your crafts in order because they're gonna be the thing that pays you in the long run so this check is not the first check and it's you know not the the largest one there could be several others and it could be larger than this lots of larger so stick to the course and focus on your focus that would be what I would tell 14 year old I dig that. I love that. What keeps you up at night? My goals, my ambition, my um, my drive and want for for more, for for better. Like the want to improve. So constantly just thinking of what can I do to improve my next step so yeah I would say that that keeps me up a lot exactly that and work because I work like a a Jamaican so yeah yeah that that and work I love that for you Mm. absolutely love that for you 
how do you want to be remembered as a person? Real. Like, he didn't take no shit from nobody. He said what was on his mind. He moved how he wanted to move through life. And that was a real ass nigga. But he he never told me nothing wrong. Because, like, if you... I say that, like, if you ever... If people ever really want to know me, because I'm very modest and I don't really talk about myself much, I'm kind of like I said, I'm really reserved to a to an extent until you get to know me. So I say, like, if people really wanted to get to know me, they would ask the people around me and anybody else that's around me gonna tell you, like, he just real, like he ain't never told me nothing that was wrong. He tried to always steer me in the right direction or give me good advice. And that's how I want to be remembered. Okay. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Real, real as fuck. <laughs> Is there anything that you'd like to share with my audience and I that I didn't cover in our conversation today? I feel like you covered everything. You can um, DM me directly for orders of private pitch, private parts of your ordering. It was on shelves. I removed it from shelves only because I am taking it off the shelves to do a product revamp. I want to rebox the product. I want to rebox it with wipes and a misting spray. So it's gonna get it's gonna, it's gonna get a little bit fancy, a little fancy on them. But yeah, um, you can tap in, tap in, or whatever, or whatever. Yes, yes, this is the eucalyptus, eucalyptus. So, these are bomb. They're $11.99. You can DM me directly for the last batch before they go, you know, out of complete stock, which that won't be for long because then I'll be revamping, like I said, and repackaging because I want to work on the image. I've noticed that I am in the, I'm in the hygiene field right now because that's the only way that is kind of being recognized but it's an edible deodorant so I want to put it in sex stores I want yes you can um it's for your that's why it's called private pitch private parts it is for your private areas like you know people I know I did a survey um and in the survey I was just asking people like do they put deodorant anywhere else other than they other than they um underarms and Mm -hmm. I was shocked like had a lot of people like women put it under their boobs some people mm-hmm. like to rub their deodorant around their neck you know like I didn't and like in the creases of their arms and stuff like that I didn't know that like some people put okay. deodorant behind the back of their legs like so it was just a diff- a whole bunch of these different areas of the body that people were naming and I was like that's crazy as hell also some people were putting deodorant in their private areas because they sweat throughout the day and don't wish to sweat down there. A pit mm-hmm. is any crevice in the body. So these are pits as well. So, you know, if you put deodorant in your pits, why not have them taste good in, if in your parts, you know, your private areas, you really shouldn't put anything on your skin that you can't put in your mouth. So, yeah that's where that came from I was like you know I'm gonna do something outside the box I know that there's like I said there's other deodorants that are I've noticed that there are other deodorants that are for your private areas but they seem like they are shower substitutes and mine's not that so please wash okay it's not a shower substitute okay yeah I've seen in terms of the competition it almost seems like uh, in their advertising it seems as though it is like a substitute for a shower that's that's not what we promoting over here wash ass okay um dead yes please, please wash please and thank you but um yeah it rolls on like a clear it's a push-up stick deodorant and it has one secret ingredient that you can like i said these are all natural products you can put them on your skin somebody can lick them off i've got the videos to prove it yeah and no complaints. People, people, people have said that it's like I've just somebody just sent me a video the other day. I gave somebody um, gifted somebody something for their birthday, and 
they just sent me a video and was like, friend, somebody <laughs> used it, they licked it, and they liked it. I was like, of course, it was like, it tastes good. I was like, it's supposed to. It's supposed to. But it's for. That's what it's for. Hygienic purposes, but also a little bit of fun. Dang. So, well, how do you plan on expanding this brand in the future, and what other products do you plan on including? So, like I said, I plan on including wipes. I plan on including a mist, which I already kind of have been working in terms of what the formula is for that. Um, expanding, I, I plan to go bigger in business. So, like, speaking to somebody who can make this at a mass where because truthfully when I first put it out which was a year ago my baby's are a year old now so when I put it out a year ago I almost couldn't make them as fast as people were ordering them and I was like wait a second like what I didn't it was a trial so I really didn't expect for the trial to go the way that it did and the trial went amazing so I was like oh yeah this is something that I have to like I gotta push this now and I feel like I pushed it prematurely, so that's why I'm pulling it back. So that way I can package it the way I want it to be packaged. Like I said, with the mist, with the wipes, and with the deodorant. But I want to do like a monthly subscription. So yeah, mm-hmm. trying to um, kind of have to sit down with some, you know, big wigs and find out how I can get that marketed a little bit better and pushed to the masses. That's the plan. Okay. So before we get out of here, remind everybody where they can find you, your music, and all of the other things that you'd like to promote. You can find me at just JJ Jones on all social media platforms. That's J-U-S, JJ Jones. You can follow me and hear my music on all streaming platforms. DM me directly for the private pitch, private part. I also have my own cleaning company, Just That Clean. Follow us on Instagram. And yeah, tap into the greatness that is me. Absolutely love that. On that note, that has been our show, children. I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in to help me to facilitate this conversation. And I want to extend a special, special thank you to my guest, JJ Jones, for blessing the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure, like I said, in the beginning. And I'm sure, like you said, there will be a round two. We'll do this again. Yes, absolutely. Come back anytime. I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. When new music drops, when new products drop, when they hit the stores, or if you just want to come by and shoot the shit. Let me know. Absolutely. Let's do it. For sure. So, and a pleasure. with that, <laughs> thank you so much. Mine as well. Um, I want to remind all of you guys out there listening to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. I am Brian K. James. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love every single one of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep the mess in the message. <laughs> Be useful, but not you. And misbehave yourself. Ooh, <laughs> like that. <laughs> Bye, guys. Peace. What's going on, everybody? Brian K. James here, and I'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by Outlander Media Network. Outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web, from the farthest reaches invading your space. 
We appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner outlander. I am Brian K. James, and this is Real Reality Realness.